grab your friends, it's time for MetaWatch, the world's first best and only MetaBots mystery podcast. My name is Mitch, I use human pronouns, and I have a terrible, dark secret. Joining me as always, lurking from the shadows, Colin. Hi, I'm Colin, I use they, them pronouns, and you'll never catch me, you, uh, 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 crafty kids? How does it go? I don't remember. Uh. <laughs> and, welcome back to the show, special guest, Space Podcaster X. Thank you very much for welcoming back to the show. I'm Sarah, you'd know me as Sarah, and only as Sarah. <laughs> and I use she and they pronouns. Yeah. I thought okay. you were about to say that your pronouns were Sarah and Sarah. <laughs> oh, fuck! Shit. And I use Sarah and Sarah pronouns. Alright, you can edit that in seamlessly. No one will ever notice. <laughs> Seamless. I get it. Oh, man. Uh, Sarah, thank you for coming back on the show for okay. what are some, uh, aside from a couple of details, some pretty good episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was very, you know, cause I, you, I actually did watch season two up until, you know, from the last time I was on tonight, yeah. I have watched the in-between episode. I have some context, no idea who the little Yu-Gi-Oh kid is, but apart from that, <laughs> mostly I have the context. He, he's the worst. I fucking hate him. He's, he's but a little creature. <laughs> he's simply he's a, a creature. little creature. Oh, man. No, I mean, I look at him and I'm like, that's Yu-Gi-Oh! And yeah. therefore I kind of like him because I of, of association. Um, you don't really have the context to hate him. So um, I know I just said I had all the context, but I did lie. I'm sorry. I've lied to you. I've hidden my identity um, from you. It's just... Um, but so yeah, they were great episodes. I liked them. Yeah. You mean you're not Space Podcaster X? <laughs> I am um, uh, 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 Space Podcasterina X. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, we do. We got some episodes today. Um, we got, uh, we're going to start them off, off good. We got a lot of plot, uh, which is going to start off with Future's Past. Uh, where, um, yeah, we, we start off with a uh, phantom renegade in a phone booth trying to call, sp- uh, Spike, uh, you know, but you can't get a hold of him. Spike's not at home. Uh, you know, it's not picking his, his cell phone up or whatever. Uh, and, uh, there's this lady behind him who's really mad and wants to use this payphone. <laughs> no, I, I just, what is this little TARDIS-like device in which he is standing? I simply don't understand it. I'm 27 years old, and I, I do not, I just don't know what this is. I can't um, quite figure it out. 90s so kids you, just don't understand. Uh, Sarah, you know of, you know how normally if you'd use a phone in public, it's in a big right bread box? Do they still do that in England? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I haven't been to England in a long time, but uh, I think they still exist. Um, I, you know, it just I guess also you could put coins in them and you can make phone calls. Uh, they're a good way of getting weird. rid of change. Like you, we, you can also change into costumes in them. No, that seems like a far more important function. Yeah. Uh, the lady behind him does um, say, the- "I don't even care if you're Superman. I need to make a phone call." As she cut a barges in. <laughs> Uh, in the sun, his ass. Uh, he's not calling Spike. He's calling literally anyone else he can get a hold of. <laughs> and no one's home is the problem. Okay. Because I think, does he start out with calling Sloan and then tries to call someone else and then call Spike? No, he, tr- he starts out trying to call Spike and then mm. uh, starts trying to call Sloan. And that's when the uh, the lady behind him realizes that he's the Phantom Renegade, the Phantom Thief Retort, and calls the police and, like, 90 squad cars pull up. 
I mean, Liddy, don't be a don't be a grass. Come on, <laughs> be cool. I, I don't know. Um, uh, we can get into it. Uh, I I do know that you know uh, riots are the language of a of a people that aren't heard. But um, there might be reasons that you might call uh the the police on Phantom Renegade at this point besides him just being you know, uh, known gentleman thief of Metacoins or whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of information leaks out in this episode. Uh, none of it through the narrator, but, you know, <laughs> we get a lot uh, of info. I, yeah, I do think this uh, this whole episode is very smartly exposited, um, uh, which I guess we can, we can start getting into because, uh, you know, we get some information on who are – we get basically all the teams that have made it to the quarterfinals as we cut mm-hmm. over to uh, the arena as they're, you know, officially like showing us all the matchups for the next round. Uh, uh, first and foremost, very important, uh, Team Japan versus Team Egypt is going up, um, uh, and uh, Icky's in a little suit. He's got a little suit yeah. on, and it's very cute to see. I like to see it. Um, is, is he just wearing that because he wants to look fancy for the finals? I think so, because, like, Metabee also okay. has a little bow tie on, but, like, Koji's in his normal clothes. It's not like Koji yeah. put on his, his you know, uh, tuxedo. You know his mom did that. His mom was like, you gotta look nice, and oh, then also put yeah. Metabee in a bow tie, because yeah. that's her other son. She's proud. Yeah. I mean, she did her best. She was looked at this kind of three-foot-tall, weird-shaped robot, and I was like, and just, you know, was like, okay, well, I guess I can put a bow tie on you, and that'll have to do. It's very sweet. Yeah. I love it. Um, our uh, next set is we've got uh, America versus Czech Republic. Um, America, pretty typical blonde lady, uh, 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 for once, a not super racist depiction of a black guy, and... Um, uh, a white person in uh, well, we'll get to that. Uh, but a but a person in in questionable uh, attire that's uh, anime coded Native American, but not actually like American coded Native American. Uh, does anybody want to describe the Czech Republic? <laughs> uh, they're um, the coolest people around. Yeah, you know, like the band Kraftwerk. Yes. Not like that at all, but kind of <laughs> like. As if the music of Kraftwerk were people. They're just, they've, they've just got cool little robots and cool little shades and swaggy little little costumes. Yeah. They've got, like, Metabot pauldrons on, but also, like, you know, Elizabethan neck ruffs and, and just, you know, tank tops. It's a, it's a look. <laughs> they're, they're from the gay moon future. <laughs> they're definitely, what if Minecraft was Cyberpunk 2077? And I love it. <laughs> They've got it their does. little Steve Metabots. Uh, it does kind of make me like believe that uh, the Czech Republic believes that the the international Metabots tournaments is like the equivalent of uh, Eurovision, which I wish everybody <laughs> else was showing up for. <laughs> I mean, it should be. Eurovision's great. Czech Republic deserved to win. Uh, next, we get Kenya, who are, we are already well acquainted with, and they are uh, going up against Canada, which is just a bunch of like frumpy dudes with uh, you know toboggans on, which and they all have mustaches. It's good. Uh, I I hate the fact that we're not going to see them fight because they're going to get chumped out before the next episode. <laughs> I mean, they're Canada, so like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not like this uh, podcast is a history of enjoying Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I do have it written down every time in the next couple episodes when you hear someone say sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> so yeah, very obvious where what nation this uh, this is being dubbed in. Uh, uh, then we, we get a uh, we did Iceland see one versus... Canadian fight actually though. We got Snowbro. We did. Yeah, we did get Snowbro. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's enough. Yeah. Um, we get Iceland versus England, and I, you know, England, uh, uh, tell me if this is accurate, uh, um, uh, Sarah, as the only person who has been to England before, but it is just three old dudes in cabbie hats. Uh, well, one of them's an, an old lady in a Victorian dress, I think, right? I completely missed that. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, I'm a very real with you cannot remember there even being an England team. Must have missed that one frame of the show. Um, so e- Easy to miss because also on the screen is the incredibly beautiful boy band that is the Iceland team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping Iceland is the one that we uh, we see uh, uh, get to get to a, another round. Um, I mean, listen, <laughs> if this is kind of potentially revision adjacent, England are never going to get anywhere at all. <laughs> Because they always submit <laughs> shit acts. They don't and, have enough yeah. glitter. And and much if if we're also going to go with the FIFA angle, uh, they're going to make it to the quarterfinals and immediately get chumped out. So it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we do cut over to kind of everybody at tables being interviewed. Uh, and uh, Victor's being asked by by several people as uh, you know Arika's just snapping away photos about uh, you know who he's who's who he's worried about uh, who do, who do these think is the uh, the the best like you know enemy that he's he's got to look out for what does he think of Team Japan kind of like skyrocketing up through the ranks um, and he says uh, the only the only uh, person he thinks could be his enemy is himself that's it this guy's uh, so fucking know. cool. <laughs> I wish he had a better voice actor. I really do. Yeah. You could Yeah. <laughs> he gets to sit there and say shit like that. And yet mm, yeah. His voice is better in the sub, I'll give you that. Yeah. Like Um But yeah, uh, he mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh earlier. This is a Yu-Gi-Oh design. Yeah. Just a cool guy Victor in sunglasses. Is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see that. I mean not like a main character, but you know, he's there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he yeah. would be in one episode where like they uh, uh, play Catan with Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something. <laughs> oh, uh, come on. I want that episode. <laughs> that, it, it's probably happened in season zero. Like, <sighs> um, Not quite um, a kitty professor, though. Um, so uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, Team Japan starts, you know, saying that a... Uh, uh, you know they're they're kind of like you know Victor's full of himself like you're you're blowing hot air like bloody bloody blah, blah, blah and uh, Team America just kind of leans over and tells him to shut the fuck up uh, and stop being so noisy um, and uh, Team Egypt calls out Japan too for not even knowing like what their what their weakest link in their team is uh, and um, uh, which you is know, important they- it does come back later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that kind of foreshadows as they're like, oh, are they going to call out the fact that we only have two members? When we hear uh, uh, someone start to introduce themselves, uh, there's a certain Space Mighty Fighter X uh, showing up right now with a crosser dog on a chandelier. Uh, but he fumbles his words and the chandelier falls and they die. <laughs> I was so excited. I, I was I, pumped. I got so mad. Um, maybe not this episode, but definitely the next episode when the quote-unquote real, unquote, 
uh, Space Metafighter X showed up because one of the first things I have in my notes for this episode is when is Erica going to get to be Space Metafighter X? <laughs> I've been exactly I've been thinking about the prospect of this since about you know four or five episodes ago and just getting really excited at the potential and yet and yet I am let on again and again and so is that chandelier we we did get two out of the three female characters in the entire show show up in the costume yeah Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't shoot for three out of three but yeah I mean we've got the We've got the quarterfinals uh, uh, this go round, and then what? The next are uh, uh, semifinals, and and then we'll have the finals. So, like, obviously, you know, uh, next week, right out the gate, we should be getting Arika as Space Metafighter. Okay, so they're, they're saving Arika for the finals. Well, yeah, because Brass is such an overpowered metabot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh so yeah, Spike falls off the chandelier, hits the ground, dies, and it's uh, his spread eagle uh, composition is what they they overlay the X for Space Mighty Fighter X over. Oh, uh, hold on, good. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. It just hit me. I know why Arika's not Space Mighty Fighter X ever. Oh, because if Arika loses, she loses the medal for Brass, and she's the only one not stupid enough to risk it. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is true. Mm-mm. All right, but yeah, the the overimposed X on the uh, dead body. Real good. <laughs> yeah. It very much got me. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to the 7-Eleven, uh, and Henry is worried about uh, the fact that they're facing off against Team Egypt, uh, because Cleo Battler and Patra are, are like, they're they're big. They're, they're a good team. Uh, and this is when our favorite Cobblin Rintaro comes in to say that, yeah, he's been following them for a long time. Um, uh, in the, the past year in the kind of like Metabot circuit, they've had, they've been unstoppable. He's a huge fan. And, uh, you know, he knows that she, uh, she even used to team up with the leader for Team America's team. Uh, so yeah, they're, you know, the, you this think, is a top tier meta fighter. Do you think it was like a bold move of this, um, animation to have the American team be played by like live action style, um, puppets and dolls? <laughs> uh, no, but I, I do think it was brave for them to make the, the, uh, 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 a fucking uh, Thunder Force or whatever style puppets fuck on screen during the meta fight <laughs> later in the episode. <laughs> I didn't appreciate the really kind of like uh, red scary vibes and like the homophobia they inserted to Team Korea, but um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that movie was bad. It was. The movie was atrocious. Um, uh, every I, time you say Team America, I have like horrendous flashbacks I should, this is maybe why they i don't remember when team america came out but i i should stop saying that because they refer to them as team usa pretty much exclusively in the show uh i i do want to point out um so joe from team america his last name is swine okay in this up and i just love they keep he's a, he's an american pig and like that's what they call him the whole episode is just swine uh. Yeah. So Which... I think possibly in the sub he's called like fucking Swindon, Sweden, Sweet. Okay. Sweehan. Either way, I didn't like hear his name properly until like halfway through the second episode. So for the whole two episodes, I was like, is he called Joss Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he's dying us in my notes because that's what I heard every time someone said his name. 
I definitely heard that at least once, so I uh, do not feel bad. <laughs> Joss Whedon's a fucking meta fighter. Oh, I believe Joss Whedon was in Team America. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, and this is when uh, it gets brought up that she was also around during the Forgotten Robe Battle in the Ten Days of Darkness, which was completely censored in the press. Uh, which, uh, yeah, um... But the uh, uh, Meta B interrupts this whole thing of of us about uh, about to get the uh, the the desperately needed exposition about uh, eight years ago at the first uh, first tournament, uh, only for Meta B to come in and say, "No, we need to talk about how the fact that we're stuck with Spike and Spike fucking sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Bold choice for them to say that on a kids show, but it needed to be said. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Henry, Henry says, uh, well, you know, he didn't have any other choice but to pick Spike, um, which alerts a lot of people. But uh, he it's OK. He misspoke, he fumbled his words. You know, he's been having a long day at the 7-Eleven. What he means he meant to say was that he, he thinks Spike is a great choice. Um, I just, you know, pretty fucking bold of Henry to presume to speak on behalf of Space Metafighter X. Like, who the fuck does he think he is? I mean, you know when you have a parasocial crush on somebody and you really start to think that you know them and, like, you speak for them on Twitter and, like, go and assault yeah. people? Like, you know, it's that's that's where Henry kind of is. You know, he's stuck in this mediocre life being a 7-Eleven employee and just that's the only outlet he has. Yeah, he uh, can't even afford okay. therapy. No, okay. I am not on board with shit-talking Henry. He's the best person in the show. <laughs> he works hard every day, puts up with Icky every day. Like, that's hard work. Um, we get a nice little montage of uh, Space Metafighter, uh, the Phantom Thief retort, sorry, um, <laughs> running away from the cops. And it's a great montage. I love it. Okay. Uh, we don't get that in, um, I don't think we get that. Yeah, in, I do in, not yeah. recall this. So um, in the in the sub, uh, Henry says, uh, I'm sure that he was just chosen in the heat of the moment. And then we get Mr. Narrator popping in explaining what heat of the movement means and how and like making a bunch of like hot jokes while he's running from the cops. So he's running from the cops and like jumping and doing parkour and flipping around shit and just throws the mask at spike as he's jumping over a cop car. <laughs> oh, and it's, yeah, the, it's cool the, as shit. Yeah. The only thing we get of that in the dub is just like a shot of him running away while like spike is like sitting over top of the, the mask on the ground. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, it, it just screams out. He was desperate to get literally anyone. And then he goes, oh, I kind of know this kid here. Take it. And then runs. Yeah. He's the only I mean, one of the screws who hasn't done it. Uh. Yeah, I do appreciate the dub for being like, okay, let's give Spike a little bit of credit. <laughs> well, the tiniest crumb. I've been thinking about it. We got like five Spike episodes this entire series, which is gratuitous, actually. <laughs> considering how little brass episodes we've gotten. We get more Spike episodes than we get Samantha episodes, I think. We get more Spike episodes than we get Screw episodes. <laughs> and um, all of his episodes are about how he sucks, and he's stupid and bad at everything he does. And he doesn't have a story progression throughout those. It's just, well, it's the same story, and he's never getting less sucky. He's just <laughs> getting new things to suck at. Uh, well, uh, let's let's give him, you know, let's give him a chance. Uh, Koji does say, hey, listen, you know, I'm sure Spike's fine. Uh, I'm, you know, because he's been training this whole time, right? Like, since the last, uh, since he got Crosser Dog. 
Um, training? Which Who? is when Spike asks what training is. <laughs> I don't know her. Uh, so yeah, they take they take him down to the riverside and they do some training regimens. Uh, and yeah, it seems like Crosser Dog can can you know do the combo against this uh, still uh, uh, drum pretty well. Of like Smilodon coming in, hitting it, and then Crosser Dog shoots it, and then Metabee shoots it until they do it another time. And uh, Crosser Dog hears uh, Salty bark and takes that as another one beat and shoots again and just shoots Smilodon. <laughs> well, I guess if you know he does, I guess speak dog the language. So maybe Salty did say one, now, and it's just the other guy's fault for not speaking the language of dog. This is a Japanese joke. Oh, because one in uh japanese is onomatopoeia for bark <gasps> so uh salty is barking along with the one for the one two three and he barks again yeah <laughs> you know, just just to bark you know because salty likes you know having his own agency but yeah. um yeah that's a joke about the the one which i i liked it i thought it was yeah. very clever for a spike bit yeah that rules <laughs> He simply, again, simply in tune with his fellow dog. Uh, not to get on too much of a tangent, but do y'all know the uh, Japanese onomatopoeia for pigs? I don't. It's, I did know this. Please tell me. There, there's a really good TikTok that goes around every once in a while of, like, uh, this Canadian girl and uh, uh, this Japanese guy, like, going back and forth with, with different onomatopoeias in their language. And the Japanese onomatopoeia for uh, pigs is really cute. It's bushy, 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 bushy. <laughs> <laughs> We needed a we needed an ASMR sting for this episode, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, the trading's just not going well, uh, and Spike runs off after Koji starts to lay into him again, and uh, Icky says, "You know, listen, you can't just keep yelling at him. He's not going to learn anything. You got to be nice to him. That's the that's the way he's going to respond to training well." And Icky and uh, R- and Rintaro run off to go see what Spike's up to. Go so- go. go uh, gas him up a little bit. So as big of a fan of this show as I am, and clearly, you know, I'm a big fan of the show. I watch it too much. Um, <laughs> I, I also say a lot of the main characters suck because Koji mm-hmm. sucks. Everyone agrees that we've uh, always yeah, said yeah. Koji sucks. Koji um, sucks. So he's laying in like being super mean. And Spike goes, you know, we can't be underlings forever to which Koji replies. The goddess of victory will never bless those without talent. And then Spike his heart breaks and he just cries and runs off. And it's just, he's just so mean. Yeah. Koji de- deserves getting owned. Yeah. Well, it's, it's okay. He's going to continue to get owned for the next two episodes. Uh, he, he gets owned smiling. on, on worldwide television. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Spike happens to stumble into uh, team Egypt's training session. Uh, and uh, Iki and Rintaro uh, catch up with them just in time for Patra to realize that they're spying and just, you know, kind of gives them a hottie, like, oh, if you wanted to know our secrets, all you had to do was ask. And uh, basically, like, goads them into maybe fighting her. And Rintaro just straight jumps in. It's like, hell yes, you are. I, I'm your biggest fan. Please step on me. I want to fight you. Uh, and uh, um, even goes so far to say that, oh, yeah, I even use a KBT type. Just the same as uh, uh, the, the great hero of, of the first tournament, Hikaru Agata, used. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got two things to say here real quick. Um, one, these mummies uh, that her lackeys use. Mm-hmm. Are uh, Teki Teki Mumira. Uh, Teki Teki is a um, Japanese urban legend about a young mm-hmm. ghost girl who 
she died and her body was cut in half from falling in front of a train. So okay. I was really expecting these things to, you know, tear themselves <laughs> in two or something. Nope, they just throw in a creepier legend for part of their name. I love that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell the what about the toilet ghost that asked for toilet paper. <laughs> That is a good one. I mean, yeah, I it know. is weird why they are wrapped in toilet paper. I don't, I don't understand that reference. <laughs> that would have been a better name. Um, <laughs> uh, These are no, but like all the Egyptian uh, metabots, fucking rip. They're extremely cool. They are. Yeah, uh, Cleo Battler slightly... especially. Uh, and then uh, Empress Patra is the other one. But here's where oh. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. They keep calling him Hikaru. Well, this is uh, this is uh, where we we start to get some lore because uh, Patra immediately responds to um, uh, Rintaro with Hikaru. Do you mean Henry? And Hikaru is just immediately, or Rintaro is just immediately like, no, fuck Henry. Henry's not Hikaru. Hikaru rules. Because <laughs> last time uh, Rintaro talked about his hero, it was Henry. Yeah, but not this Henry. A different Henry that looks exactly the same and had exactly the same name. Yeah, it definitely like, feels like maybe this is the point where, like, the localization team convinced, like, uh, uh, you know, the CEOs of the production company is like, no, we can we can use uh, Japanese names. Like, it'll it'll fine. It'll be fine. It'll play well. People like Pokemon now. Uh, don't, um, doesn't uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Kid be like, oh, how, oh you, ca- you can't call him Henry. How dare you refer to him by his nickname or something like isn't that a thing? Yeah, we'll get to, we'll like, get to that later. Uh, I have that sign posted for when it comes up. But yeah, okay, it's... yeah. So that's later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just really weird to me as a sub watcher to go. All right, Dub, what what are you doing? Uh, it definitely feels like Rin- like they're trying to lean hit Rintaro more into something that's more explainable as to why he he is right in thinking that Henry, the Seven Eleven worker and Henry slash Hikaru, the, uh, uh, the first world champion of Metabots are not the same person. All right. I mean, they're not, but, um, <laughs> go off. Well, well, wait, uh, I have a theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A game theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll get a to game it. Theory. It's not happening okay. yet. We'll get to it. All right. And, and none of our theories have been wrong so far. Yeah. Down to um, multiple phantom thieves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Patra invites Rintaro to have a little spar sesh with her, and he's like wholeheartedly hell yeah. Um, and they get to a, they get into a fight. Uh, except Patra also has her two dudes come in with their metabots in a three on one. Um, in th- a, a little concerned about how the the two guys just repeatedly keep just only saying ohm uh, when like. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it's it seems kind of suspect. I don't know what they're doing in the sub. <laughs> yeah, it just it seems it's it seems simply like the racism to me. Um, yeah, and <laughs> uh, the sub they just say yes, queen for everything. <laughs> <laughs> me too, buddy. Me too. I mean, yeah. If if Patra was my team leader, uh, absolutely. Um, well, and her uh, nickname is the Queen of the Desert. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kantaroth gets immediately taken out, just squashed, uh, and, uh, you know, everybody comes to his rescue of being like, oh man, that didn't seem like a sparring session, it seemed like a real meta battle, which, uh, you know, um, uh, Patra tells them, like, whatever, that wasn't even a tenth of our real power, like, get good, uh, 
And, uh, yeah, um, also she tells them to stop praising Hikaru after what he did at the tournament eight years ago. Uh, and, um, they keep pressuring her about what, what he did in the, t- you know, at the tournament, uh, what he did in the 10 days of darkness. And she says that, uh, she won't tell them now, but, uh, she'll tell them what happened if, um, you know, uh, or, oh no, she won't tell them period, but she'll give them a taste of what happened when they fight at the tournament. They say, yas, queen, spill the gossip, yas. <laughs> uh, so she does not. In the sub, uh, she says, People like you make me sick. I can't believe people here still uh, look up to Hikaru. You don't know the hell we went through. Yeah. <laughs> and that is so good. She keeps saying, we went through hell with him. And Joe, when Joe shows up, Joe keeps repeating the line, we went through absolute hell. Yeah. They even said hellfire at one point. I'm like, I'm real excited. Yeah. Uh, so Icky thinks that Henry might know more about this because he's mentioned uh, the Forgotten Row battle before, and so heads to heads to Seven Eleven uh, to to ask him about it. Um, and uh, Henry's kind of cagey about it because uh, you know uh, his explanation for why Patrick doesn't want to talk about it is some po- sometimes people just don't want to talk about the past. You know, uh, they don't want to talk about mistakes that they've made or or, or bad things that have happened. They don't want to dwell on them. Um, you know, much like how Henry doesn't want to dwell on how he, uh, you know, tried to speak for Space Metafighter X, uh, you know, in the in a previous scene. <laughs> uh, the speech in the sub is a little bit more, um, I could read into it to make it more romantic than it is, sure. Mm. But it is, um, you know, when two people fight, someone's bound to get hurt. It's a clash of spirits. And while it's possible to make friends, usually you don't. And he just keeps talking about, you know, she's really great. And, you know, sometimes things happen between two people, <laughs> which which puts into light the rest of the episode really weirdly. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. We just have like, you know, Henry being sad about broken friendships in his past and stuff like that, which is very, it's still very moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah I, uh, this is when he pulls out a uh, he do, he did find a bootleg tape of the Forgotten Row battle. Um, just coincidentally. Yeah, coincidentally, hands it off to uh, Icky to watch. Maybe he'll be able to get something from that. And Icky rushes it home, uh, puts it in, and, uh, you know, right when it's about to get to the start of the row battle, uh, it's been taped over with uh, Mr. Garden's bonsai videos, who, uh, today we will teach your carrots to speak Spanish. Senoras. I don't know (laughs) if that's the Spanish word for carrot. Um, I love this Mr. Garden man. Yeah. I, w- I want this videotape. I um, want my carrots to speak Spanish. So, in the sub, this is Henry's personal VHS tape. He says uh-huh. it's worn down for me watching it a lot. But he gives it to Iggy. It's his prized possession. <laughs> but it's still, you know, overtaped it with Mr. Garden. Yeah. Um... Uh, Icky does try to speed up through the video to see if it ever actually like turns into a meta battle, uh, and uh, it just ends with um, you know Mr. Garden talking about how next week uh, I'll be interviewing Mr. Wiggles, the dancing rutabaga. <laughs> when can we do a podcast on Mr. Garden? <laughs> I- I'm like convinced that this videotape is the secret to unlocking everything, and that like if he- if Icky just thoroughly watched the Mr. Garden videos, learned how to teach his character to speak Spanish, he would know, like, the secret of the the, the Ten Days of Darkness. Like, <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm convinced it's, like, coded into Mr. Garden's instructions. Somehow. Yeah, it's gotta clearly. be. 
Uh, Medivy is very mad that he, they named the rutabaga Mr. Wiggles, but I think it makes sense. The rutabaga, rutabaga can dance. You know, he's waggling. <laughs> it's like a root. It's like a rutabaga is kind of like a beet or a radish, right? It's uh, it's the opposite of. Oh, very it's a fucking bigger. turnip. <laughs> okay, keep going. Rutabaga is what happens when Lubega cusses. He just becomes a rutabaga. <laughs> Uh, I do love the trumpet. Uh, oh it's it's been like ten episodes since we talked about Lou Bega. We were due. And yeah, you know everything always comes back to Lou Bega. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Uh, so we cut to Space Metafighter X uh, again using a payphone um, to tell uh, the Phantom Thief retort that he can't do it. He's not good enough uh, to be Space Minefitter X. He's going to have to uh, to to bow out. But Crosser Dog hang, like, hits the receiver, hangs the phone up on him before he can do it. Because um, you know they've 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 got to do this. They've got to uh, they've got to fight for their friends. They've got to be there for the team. <laughs> All right, I I'm going to interrupt again. He's calling in a bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> He's panicking and calling in a bomb threat, saying a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> Crosser Dog just hits and goes, what, the, what are you doing? He goes, I can only think of a bomb threat. I'm, I'm very bad at metafighting. Oh, man. Uh, this is when um, uh, Samantha and Sloan show up as Space Meta, Ball- Space Meta Ballerina X and Space Junior to give Spike a pep talk and let him know uh, that he is he can be uh, Space Metafighter X. Uh, he can do it, uh, and uh, the only one who can change uh, his inability to fight is him. He's got to just be there for his team. Otherwise, he'll be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they they have, like, a routine. It's it's inspiring. I was inspired. Yeah. I would uh, win a, 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 a Metabots tournament if I saw that routine dance that they do. Uh, Sloan can't <laughs> keep up with it though because he has he clearly has not been training as much as as samantha is and like while he's trying to hold samantha up they just kind of like slowly careen over (laughs) still inspiring so the speech isn't you can do it the speech is yeah you're gonna lose everyone knows you're gonna lose but that doesn't mean you can't fight (laughs) oh that's honestly kind of more inspiring yeah i do love that they're like, it's not about winning and losing, it's about how you fight, and you're going to lose. <laughs> Which is great, I love it. Because Spike knows he's not going to win. They, they can't lie to him and say, oh, you're going to do great. Mm. He wouldn't know that's fake. Yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, uh, Spike is inspired by this, at least in the dub, he walks off saying that his team does need him. Uh, and I guess he's he's going to show up for the fight. Uh, which is when we cut over to, uh, and you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna put a big asterisk next to this uh, in the next episode because I feel like um, uh, there's there's some details that'll bring up some outside material. But I do have written down here: Team America racist cowboy man is hitting on Patra. <laughs> yeah, is that headband guy? Yeah, yeah, headband <laughs> guy uh, of Team USA, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Swine, Joe Sweehan, uh, Joe the Meta Fighter. Yeah, Joss Whedon. Uh. <laughs> Joss Whedon is gross. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, who who would have thought he would hit on Petra? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of this from the episode. I think I just erased it from my brain. Sorry. 
Yeah, I mean, they're mostly just talking about, uh, you know, the the Ten Days of Darkness and and uh, Hikaru Ogata and how they're both kind of disgusted by him. And uh, we do we get we get a little bit of lore again. Um, Joe drops the line, Hikaru Ogata, you ruined the name of the magnificent Meta Fighters. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, you know excited Which to none, find out what happened. None of that happens in the sub. <laughs> they just talk about how he sucks. How they miss being okay. friends, and yeah. um, he put them through hell. But like, they don't mention the ten days of darkness until um, almost the end of the episode. <laughs> they just keep talking about how the championship is ruined, and Hikaru sucks, and they hate him, and he sucks. And there's yeah. no point in being there because Hikaru's not there for them to beat up. Yeah, <laughs> which I love a an antagonist, which is a laser focus. Yeah, <laughs> we hate this one guy. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't care if I win or lose this world championship as long as I don't get to punch this dude in the face. Yeah. It's relatable. Uh, well, uh we cut to we cut to the arena, everyone is here for the Egypt Japan match. Uh the teams get to have a quick huddle and um Koji thinks that uh they should send Smilodon in first and have B cover his back with covering fire and Crosser Dog can just stay out of the way and not do anything cuz he's only going to be in the way apparently. Uh fucking rude. But not necessarily wrong. Still rude. <laughs> rude and correct. Rude and Yeah. Uh, we do find out the enemy team composition. It's uh, twin team mummies. Uh, that uh, Their special ability is working with Cleo Battler. And then Cleo Battler, whose special ability is working with twin team mummies. <laughs> Cleo Which is not true about... Yeah. She's just... This, this, this Madabot looks so fucking sick. She's got so fucking snake sick. arms. <laughs> Hell yeah. I am looking. Respectfully. <laughs> she is not the worst of the episode, though. No. Yeah. Um, I do love the end of her arms. She's got little, like, fish lure hooks. Yeah. It, it just seems mean. Like, <laughs> those aren't necessary. They're just there to be mean. Yeah. Which, I guess, does fit the character. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah we immediately get a very sick fight um like we, we get some animation budget in the next like five seconds as uh uh Sinodon does a totally sick flip to try and get cleo battler with a shadow sword but she dodges out of the way and then you know uh, uh meta B starts firing at her and she just kind of like effortlessly like dodges through like the smoke clouds thrown up from the fire it's great it's good <laughs> this is a good fight hmm <laughs> Uh, Crosser Dog does try to, you know, Spike says, you know, we got it, we got to be in this fight. We have to fight for our friends. Since Crosser Dog in, but Crosser Dog again accidentally shoots Similadon, no problem. Uh, and he, you know, he's very sorry about that. Um, and uh, this is this is when the T mummies go to uh, uh, close in on Crosser Dog and and try and grab and and grab onto him. Um, and uh, Koji's like, the Crosser Dog and Spike are dead weight. Leave him behind. Ignore him completely. Uh, but uh, Meta B breaks ranks to go save Crosser Dog. Yeah. Um, uh, so Meta B breaks ranks, and Koji's like, you got to listen to your leader. He goes, I don't listen to anyone, dude. <laughs> just tackles him. Same. <laughs> I love our son. <laughs> I mean, Meta B doesn't listen to uh, Icky, who canonically has a device to make him listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> so Koji's got no help. Yeah. Uh, the T-Mummy does kind of bump off Meta B to the floor. 
Um, and that's when, uh, uh, you know, Koji yells at Spike, uh, more about how useless he is. And this is when, um, you know, fucking shots get fired. Patra calls out Koji as the real actual weakest link on the team. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. (laughs) Get his Uh, ass. Yeah. She, she tells him that he never changes his strategy strategy. He uses the exact same parts and the exact same moves every time. Uh, Icky and Metavir are at least like unpredictable, and Space Metafighter X at least brings a different Metabot to the match every time, so that they're you know they're a little bit of a wild card. But like Koji's the easiest to attack because he just he never changes anything, he never learns. <laughs> Which is true. From the moment we've met Koji, he's only learned one technique, and that's move fast and stab. Which is <laughs> yeah. what he was doing anyway, except now he can do it slightly better. <laughs> Mm. he'll never learn any new techniques in these episodes definitely well he is he is just gonna keep trying to learn the same technique better uh sadly mm. uh is the real one uh here who's who's bringing it uh Similodon has gotten shot by his teammate multiple times this episode and is still like oh come on give him a chance yeah <laughs> Uh, this is when uh, we we start to realize what's going on with Cleo, uh, Cleo Battler because she transforms one of her snake arms into a missile box and uh, shoots Smilodon, which then causes Koji to activate Smilodon's anti-missile system. So she changes her other uh, snake arm into a laser beam and then continues to kill Smilodon uh, because he's just so predictable. She knows exactly what he's going to do. Uh, mm. um, and so uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Icky tells Koji to be more confident and use the Shadow Sword, and he does, but uh, Cleopatra counters it by having uh, Cleo Battler uh, make her own Shadow Sword. It turns out that uh, uh, Cleo Battler has a, a metamorph system or something. <laughs> so she's, 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 she's basically got the, the sharing gun. Yeah, she's a Kakashi. Copy... Yeah! Yeah, she's Yami Kakashi. <laughs> Is that a Yu-Gi-Oh reference? Yeah, Yami yeah. Yami Kakashi is a Yu-Gi-Oh character. Because I know yeah. Yami is uh, Yugi, right? Mm-hmm. Yami yeah. Yugi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so is Kakashi. Yeah, Kakashi. also a Yugi. Famous yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh character Hitake Kakashi. Uh, so Yami Kakashi is when he has the ninja info cards, right? <laughs> yeah, he plays with the ninja info cards. His hair sticky uppy confirmed. Yeah, well, that's that's the reason that um, uh, Patra is is like winning this so hard is that uh, she has the ninja info card for Koji just all filled out. It's got all his moves on there. He uses them all the time. All three of his moves. Yeah. You get three. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the the team always going to finish off Similodon. Uh, and they're they're gonna tag team him and grab him with their with their mummy uh, toilet paper arms or whatever. Um, but uh, Spike sends Crosser Dog in the last minute to take the hit, and uh, he takes it so hard that the force of him being flung out of the ring takes the uh, the team mummies with him, and so they're all disqualified. <laughs> yeah, uh, that it's great. I, I fucking Two love it. One. And yeah. then uh, afterwards, we get a cool you know like the nose. Uh, thumb swipe that uh, cool guys do. Yeah. And then um, given the situation, this is all two useless guys like us can do. And then a laugh. Like this is the coolest spike has ever been. Yeah. This is, this is strategy. This is knowing that you're not, that you're, you're not on like 
that you're the worst that the technically worst member of the team and knowing how to use that to your advantage mm. uh and you know spike's probably been doing this kind of bullshit to save sam and and uh team battles for years at this point <laughs> uh when all you can do is lose you gotta lose in a great way yeah you gotta lose to make the boss look good <laughs> and i'm sorry but blue's dog uh crosser dog won on his own without any direction and defeated the entire third district yeah it's just it's just spike who sucks uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so uh this is when meta goes into you know we're gonna finish off cleo battler activates the metaphors regrettably says dude i rock again i i thought we had left it behind uh but this is when Cleo Battler morphs her entire torso and arms into into Metabi to also use the metaphors. Um, and, you know, good old, I'm going to fire my big beam at your big beam. But, uh, you know, again, Metabi's that wild card, runs through the beam to jump out and punch her in the face to win and yells booyah. <laughs> Which is cool as shit, but I don't understand the point of the beam then. If you can just well, walk through to, the beam. It was to make, surely... Surely it was to make Cleo Battler like commit to doing, be like, oh, I'm going to do a beam battle, battle, and then psych tricked. Actually, it's a punch you in the face kind of battle instead. Right, yeah. right. But Wasn't it just a fun little trick? If you can walk through a beam of shoot blast and it doesn't hurt you at all to do so, <laughs> then you just turn on a big flashlight, right? Listen, I just looked at the episode and I said, oh, yeah, that's fucking sick. And then I came in on this podcast, so... It was yeah, fucking sick. I, I, I watched Meta B punch Cleo Battler in the face and I said, wow, cool robot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Meta B punched Meta B in the face. That's true. Which is even cooler. <laughs> yeah. Meta B with a weird mummy snake uh, tail thing. <laughs> it was dope. I love it. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is... Um, uh, this is when Metabi comes over to Patra, who's like crying, to tell her that she's an awesome meta fighter, but she needs to stop spending so much time copying other people and learn how to be herself, because then she'll be the greatest. Uh, which is a very Saturday morning cartoon ass thing for Metabi to say, and I love it. Uh, yeah, it really seemed like n- nothing was being said whatsoever. Um, in the sub, he goes, We didn't get this far using the metaphors. You just can't copy our spirit. <laughs> Which is slightly nicer. Yeah. Um, but before then, we get the best screen of the show, which is Karen hugging Arika and then taking a selfie together. I love that. And the uh, best part of it, Rintaru is not in the picture. <laughs> uh, new ship dropped? New ship dropped. New ship just dropped. <laughs> they, they both just decided, you know what? We don't need this love triangle. Icky's just interrupting. Yeah. We're not even we're not even going to take a picture of them to celebrate their victory. We're going to take a picture of us celebrating the victory. Uh, <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it. Yeah. Be happy. Uh, this is also when Icky demands Patra tell them what happened uh, ten years ago. Yacht Queen wh- spill the gossip. Yeah, uh, which is when Joe the Meta Fighter steps out because I guess his fight is next uh, to t- to come with the hard truth. Uh, ten years ago, a metabot from Team Japan turned the arena into a sea of fire and made metabots riot for ten days. Uh, or eight years ago, ten days. There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. And that meta fighter was Hikaru Agata. And that metabot was Metabee. <laughs> um, that's dope as hell. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> we didn't, we knew he had the exact same model KBT type, but we didn't know it was also named Metapy. Yeah. Which, I, you know, if if Henry is Hikaru, or rather, if Hikaru is Hikaru, <laughs> <laughs> and Hikaru gave Iki Metapy, who's Metapy? Maybe Metapy is Metapy from Hikaru Hikaru. I I have a theory on this uh, based on a sound clip that we're going to get in the next episode. I think that it's the same body, but I think that uh, uh, Metabee's metal is a is a new unique metal from no. from the previous metal that no. was in Metabee. Uh, that metal is clearly Arc Beetle now. Yeah. Well, next up we have the Metaphors Within um, or Magnificent Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty magnificent. Um, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, we have a, a flashback, uh, Patra and John are begging Hikaru to, uh, stop as the, the world burns around them. Uh, they're, they're in an arena that's scattered with, like, uh, steel rebar and stuff and just flames are everywhere. Uh, Metabee is here and lets out a growl and it sounds like the same voice actor is that they use for Arc Beetle, which is why, why I, uh, stated the thing mm-hmm. that I just said two seconds ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we fade to black as we come back to the modern day where Joe explains that uh, the 10 days of darkness, uh, uh, you know, what happened that just, you know, uh, uh, they, they were betrayed by their friend uh, who, who unleashed hell on the arena and uh, caused metabots to begin rioting uh, through the streets of the city. It is um, also very... Um, like, emotionally significant that in the flashback, uh, like... Petra and Joss Whedon and quote unquote Caro, like they're all babbies. They're all like Icky's age. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now, um, the the wording used in the sub is he incited all metal uh, all metabots to bring the world to its knees. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on now. Is Hikaru a robot just like Karen? <laughs> Do you hear the metal sing singing the song of angry bots? Um what what if Hikaru is just a robot that Aki based off of Henry? Because Henry couldn't cut it as his apprentice. So he took all the data he'd gathered on Henry as a basis and then made an android to win all of Metabots. A android. <laughs> They got me, and then and then of course you know this android betrayed him, and he had to make uh, uh you know changes to it. And uh, Karen is the second generation of this this uh, uh ploy by Aki to control the world via Metabots. He goes, you know what, Henry sucks actually. I'm gonna make a cute little redhead for my next one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna make her rich for some reason. Well, you I'm gonna just, give so her. You can just program wealth into your robot. That's how it works. That's what Bitcoin is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you know, uh, Karen trades her non-fungible tokens so that she can get a fleet of uh, uh, fighter jets to airdrop chocolate in whenever she wants. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, St. Nurse uh, doesn't fight, so they're non-fighter tokens. Okay. I'm gonna leave. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I got a Lubega joke in. I'm fine with just cutting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh man uh we do cut over to the the box seats uh where our mysterious uh uh besuited lady is telling victor uh that the uh, the metabot the metafighter uh, federation has erased all records 
of that of that uh hideous day uh and that uh you know they'll they'll never um uh you know find out about uh, uh it'll it'll never uh, uh come to light why or how hikaru forced all of the metabots to riot uh and uh we find out also that you know hikaru has completely disappeared since then that uh you know it won't show his face because he's clearly too ashamed to ever row battle ever again um in the sub they focus on he's uh too scared to face his friends and look them in the eyes oh <laughs> which I mean, is- yeah after that hideous betrayal uh, who knows which, where he might have ended up. Which is why he wears a mask now. Because yeah. he can't look his friends in the eyes. <laughs> oh. uh, this is what our beautiful Czech team pops up to tell America to uh, get on with it so they can fight. Uh, it's <laughs> it's their turn now. Uh, <laughs> they have the best goddamn robots in this entire fucking show. Their metabots are just like 10-man toy robots you would buy at like a thrift store. It's great. I love that. Uh, the main guy's got a drill arm and a goofy hammer, and he's covered in like spikes and he's got like dials for eyes. Yeah. The the lackeys are have like the the multicolored like rainbow. Yeah. Like that's their face. Yeah. And little radar dishes on top of their heads. Like Aren't those little like pressure gauges looking things? Oh, I guess they could be, yeah. These guys are dope, and then their their outfits are dope. Look, yeah. the guy's got fun pants where they just snap on the side for some reason. Sometimes I love it. These are like robots and outfits that I made to go to a costume party when I was seven years old. <laughs> emotionally speaking, anyway, I just loved them so much. I do appreciate their leader has a has a Vegeta style uh, DBZ scouter on as well. Um. Mm-mm. I, I love the one lackey, the guy in orange, is just hunched over like some sort of mockerel. It's just, why is he doing that? He's not allowed to be taller than the leader, so he just kind of crunches. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what beautiful, beautiful boys. Uh, it's a shame they get the shit beaten out of them. Yeah, but, um, too bad they're dead now. Yeah, too bad they yeah. lose off screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Icky runs off, um, and he calls Henry uh, Nichon again. Everyone keeps calling Henry their big brother now. Yeah. Huh. It took two seasons, but now he's a brother to them. Yeah. Hmm. Instead um, of a baby. Koji, yeah. Koji, on the other hand, wants to be left completely alone in his failure. Uh, <laughs> he's here to wallow in misery and also yeah. wallow in the beach. Well. No talk him, him angry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> him, Koji. Uh, so, oh, um, uh, also, yeah. uh, Icky reminds everyone. That Henry was the one who named Medipi. Yes. And that's why he has to go off and confront Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, it, and as he runs off again, we get a flashback to that scene of, um, you know, explicitly Henry telling him, oh yeah, here, here's this Metabot. He's Medipi. Put a coin in him. You can transport him this way. blah body blah But uh, Henry isn't at the 7-Eleven. Uh, and according to his boss, he hasn't shown up for work in a while. Which is uh, unlike our hard little worker. Yeah. Mm. Didn't even hand in his notice. Yeah. Well, I guess he has been, uh, maybe like the, the things got crossed. Maybe his boss doesn't know that he's been working the concession stand at the, uh, at the stadium this whole time. Who Mm -hmm. knows? Uh, but yeah, his boss doesn't even have a phone number to call him and, uh, throws Icky and Arika out, uh, completely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they're like, how can you be his boss and not have any contact information? Do you even know if that's (laughs) his real name? And he goes, all right, now get out. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> time for y'all to leave. Uh, Which he's not going to take this from children. Uh, 
I mean, I've worked for plenty of bosses who also did not have contact information or real names for their uh, employees. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, um, uh, you know, uh, not to be like not to blow him up, but, you know, maybe Henry's undocumented. Like, he's got reasons to, you know, get paid cash in hand and not have, like, some, you know, phone records and stuff with his employer. <laughs> maybe the dude sucks, and Henry's just like, I want to be able to dip at any moment. Yeah. Um, we do cut over to see that uh, Team USA has beat the Czech Republic handily. Um, and right. then equally, just as quickly, cut over to Koji at the beach with a real-ass fucking sword. <laughs> Yeah, last time we saw him, he had a fake sword. Mm -hmm. Last time we saw Koji, he had a fake sword. He's he's grown up. He had like a Shania or something last time, and now he just, he has a full-ass katana now. Uh, I guess just, you know, when there's a certain amount of, like, teen energy you need to vent from your body by going to the beach and doing sword dramatically by the waves... You know, apparently you reach a certain level of angst that just cannot be dispersed with fake sword. <laughs> you gotta cut through the angst with hot steel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Koji admits that he is holding the team back, but he thinks it's because he uh, Similodon lacks the metaphors, which is wrong. Um, both wrong that he thinks that's why he's holding the team back and also thinking that Similodon does not have the metaphors. Uh <laughs> Uh, but also Karen is kind of like sadly watching by as her, her childhood friend is dealing with this and, uh, you know, very clearly concerned, um, Mm. uh, at Aki's rebuilt manor. Now, hold Uh, on, maybe Karen's just upset that Koji has a real sword now. It's true. She's like, this guy sucks. Uh, he's rich and he's bizarrely possessive of women. He should not have sword. Yeah, I'm going to do a convoluted plan so he can't have sword more. Yeah, at the very least, he's probably going to hurt himself. It's like there's a bunch of slippery rocks around. The waves are crashing. This is just a bad time for everybody. Yeah, he could trip over his cool Hakama, (laughs) which I mean are very cool and I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. Uh, uh, but yeah, we cut over to Aki's rebuilt manor that already has like you know creeping vines installed on it and looks like the same the same day that it was burnt down. Um, uh, and he doesn't know where Henry is either or how to contact him, despite being his mentor and like having him for a uh, an apprenticeship for so long. Um, he's drinking tea out of a uh, traditional teacup that has the Wu Tang symbol on there. <laughs> so Aki does suck. Uh, he's the worst. But he's slightly less awful in this episode than he's ever been. Yeah, at least he does, uh, you know, he does make the correct decision in preferring East Coast rap to West Coast rap. (laughs) Um, He says, uh, and this is, I'm sure it was done on purpose, which makes it very funny. Uh, He says Henry was overwhelmed by life in the big city and had to return to the countryside. And he says overwhelmed by life in the big city after taking a sip from his Wu-Tang tea cup. (laughs) You just can't handle thug life, I guess. Yeah. Well, as we know, meta fights are for the children. Uh, and, you know, it's not an old man game, old man's game like Henry. Uh, oh, man. That was probably the best part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is when an alarm goes off uh, that someone's trying to steal one of Aki's uh, uh, metabots. And they look outside to see from an underground lair, uh, Robo Emperor has been raised up to be stolen. Um, because 
Dr. Aki bought it at a yard sale or something and has been restoring it and upgrading the weapon weaponry on it because that's, you know, a thing that you do with a, a metabot that's already too powerful. Uh, he said, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems normal that he can have that. I think he can just have it. That's normal. Aki right? is a supervillain. He's just aimless mm. is the problem. Yeah. In <laughs> um, the sub, they go, why do you have that? He goes, oh, I thought it looked cool, so I wanted to build one too. But then I noticed I can make it more efficient at shooting. <laughs> God. So, so he goes, it's 20% better shooting now. And they're like, why would you make it better? And he just smiles. This man is a villain. Yeah. We uh, we cut over to the parking lot at the arena where uh, the Czech team leader has come to beg Joe for his medal back. Um, and of course, Joe hands it over no problem. It's, you know, he didn't come here to, for medals. He came here to, to win the championship, and he's not going to deny somebody their best friend in life. Um, and uh, that's also when Patrick comes in, and, and again, you know, parrots that medals are the soul of a metabot. Like, you know, you can't be, you can't be go trading those things away. Uh, it's important. Uh, so good to know there's some people with morals here. Uh, they uh, specifically say, after the tournament's over, they're going to make sure the uh, Metabot Association changes their mind about this. Yeah. Any way they can. I'm like, all right, beat them up. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that is when they hear um, a yell from their Czech compatriot as they run over to find him beaten up on the ground. And some rubber or uh, a, a sedan with a rubber robo antenna peeling out of, of the uh, the parking lot. Uh, it seems like the rubber robos have stolen uh, uh, the Czech guy's metal. Uh, and uh, Joe hops into his car and speeds off after them. <laughs> so um, we've seen a couple flashes of a rubber robo with long orange pigtails before this. In the yeah. And then we see a pink sedan drive off. So I was real excited. I was like, all right, Karen's just committing crime now. <laughs> Karen's uh, just done in, with it. In the dub, uh, the sedan is explicitly blue. Uh, and we do not get any flashes of a, of a rubber robo with, with, uh, red pigtails until, uh, we, we see the new leader of the rubber robo gang. (laughs) Yeah. I was about to ask, does the, the, you know, Czech guy find dead in the car park? Does this have any relevance whatsoever to anything else that happens in the episode? Because it does not seem like it does to me. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get a, uh, it's a red herring, because we get a pretty clear explanation for what metal is in Robo Emperor when mm-hmm. we see them in a minute. Um, yeah. So I think maybe this is a red herring that maybe relates to that besuited woman that we have yet to see the face of. <laughs> oh, the one that drinks grape juice? Yeah. Oh, you mean group juice? <laughs> group juice? <laughs> well, she spent all that money on her outfit. She can't afford name brand grape juice, okay? <laughs> She goes Listen, to the Circle K and gets group juice. Yeah. Juice for groups. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, who's the new leader of the Rubber Robos? Uh, so Koji uh, doesn't know how he'll wield the Shadow Sword when he's afraid of his own shadow, which is when a, uh, a new Rubber Robo, a, a two antenna Rubber Robo, steps out with a Robo Emperor um, and uh, introduces herself as Guppy, the new leader of the Rubber Robo gang. Uh, and she even has taken Karen hostage as they hold up a doll of Karen. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. 
Uh, and this is also when kind of the rest of the team has kind of like gotten onto the scene. Uh, and uh, Butler runs over to Koji telling him, oh, you're the only one who can save Karen from Guppy, the leader of the Rubber Robos. <laughs> now, I got to wonder, is this the same outfit she had last time during the uh, the costume party? Um, yeah. I want to say she was a one star Rubber Robo at the costume party, but, uh, you know. Yeah. She understands she's got to look the part of the new leader of the Rubber Robos. <laughs> she just borrowed Aki's sunglasses, and I think that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, like, I, I don't know if it was different in the sub, but at, like, zero stage during this episode did I... I was like, oh, I wonder what Karen's doing here. This is fun. This is interesting. <laughs> like, the episode never tried or even bothered selling me on, on any kind of change of heart. <laughs> It's, yeah, like, oh, man, I don't know. It's, we're getting into a comedy of errors here very quickly. Uh, Which, to I'm be just, fair, like, is Metabot's strength. Yeah, I'm just curious as to why there was then, like, shots of, like, why those shots of Karen and the sub were cut out of the dub. Like, that, I, hmm? I think they were cut out because they didn't, they, maybe they, well, one, we know they have to cut the time down. Like, they have a, mm. they have a shorter episode run for the dub than they do for the sub, uh, for, you know, advertising yeah. reasons or whatever. Uh, so they have to cut something out. And then probably, like, they had to cut enough of the references to Karen out as, like, the shaft that they could get out of this episode that also they just, like, didn't want the continuing, the, they probably didn't want the, the confusing factor of, you know, what's going on with Karen? Did Karen steal that guy's uh, metal or not kind of thing? Uh, mm. So who knows? Yeah, um, which is why they also changed the car from Karen pink to just blue. Because yeah. they, uh, they don't want to confuse the kitties. Yeah. Yeah, but it did very much confuse me later on when <laughs> Joss Whedon shows up and is like, that's the metafighter I was following. And I was like, it's clearly not. That's clearly Karen. There's no way Karen was in the garage uh, knocking out check guys. What What the fuck is going now, on here? Now, that could have just been for fun for Karen. Yeah. <laughs> because we've seen Karen. Uh, she's trained with grappling hooks and smoke bombs. You know she's got kunai in those ninja vests that she has. Yeah. Like, uh, she's and as we know, she does hate Eastern Europeans. <laughs> well, well, let's not go that far. <laughs> I th- I think she just likes being violent towards people when given the chance. Okay. Not necessarily uh, uh, Eastern Europeans. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is when um, uh, Koji kind of interrupts everybody, kind of sees through the whole uh, Karen Guppy situation. It's just like, hey, I want to be left alone. Stop doing this. Uh, Metabi tells him to get over it. Uh, they're a team and they can cover each other's weaknesses. So it doesn't matter if Koji sucks or not. Uh <laughs> And uh, this is when, yeah, Joe comes driving over the hillside in his car, like, doing a sick ramp, uh, sees Guppy here, and uh, demands that she give uh, the medal back, Um, which uh, is when Icky and the gang go to intercede, and uh, Joe sends in his metabot Mm. named Wigwamo. Yeah. Yeah, you don't don't love it. Not to bring it back to Karen, but... What if she's just on Twitter all the time and she's getting so mad at all the discourse and she just hates checks? She hates the blue. Well, yeah, she. Uh, that's the thing that we we don't see on screen is the the check uh, like lackey in the blue shirt straight up killed that blue check, just murdered him. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I just didn't I just didn't want to think about Wigwamo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> TP in the sub. Um, this is where right. I feel obliged to say that uh, according to uh, the uh, Metabots wiki, I don't know where this information comes from, but Joe is apparently supposed to be Native American. Um, but yeah, look at the, the Wigwamo is not good to look at. No. Uh, it's very racist. It's I mean, incredibly racist. <laughs> if it if it didn't have the braids, uh, well, it, uh, it's it would just be kind of a little duck guy. Well, that's supposed to be. Uh, a, a yeah, when no. you see when you see the red thing in profile, it's very clearly supposed to be a big nose. Yeah, it's a big red nose. Um. And like the little pipes on on its head are like uh, you know feathers. Yeah, it's got turtle shell arms. Uh, it's got the moccasins on. I am yeah. I'm also looking at like the bits on it that like yeah. imply tassels. Yeah, um, it's it's bad. Uh, it is. It's real bad. Probably the most racist metabot I've seen, and I've seen quite a bit of metabots. Even yeah, Team Mexico, really. which was very racist. At least their metabots were just cacti with sombreros which not great way better than this dude remember the first time that we saw war bandit and we were like oh there's some there's some problematic like associations with this metabot and uh this guy and you know is he supposed to be native american or african or what you know just kind of like not kind of feeling that out and not really knowing like where this is going but being like uh i don't know like i guess it's kind of a good design god i wish that were still me because (laughs) now we just have a blatant like uh, racist character of indigenous people on screen right well, now. <laughs> I think what happened was they go to the tournament arc and they're like, all right, we've never done a tournament arc. Uh, go back through all the studio's history. Like, we've never really done a tournament arc. Let's watch a tournament arc to see how it's done. And they turned on G Gundam and like, ah, I got it now. This is how you do it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. You just make it very racist. Except they forgot the part that they actually have to show the fights during a tournament arc. <laughs> they got the racism. They forgot the fighting. I don't know. The fights in G Gundam's tournament arc aren't great. Uh, but they're, they're there. Okay. <laughs> the fights in this tournament arc are, oh, they all happen off screen or there's seven seconds of a fight here. Oh, yeah. That's how I prefer it. Uh, this, the, that, this, that part of the show rules, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, he's demanding that Guppy hand over the medal, uh, sends out Wigwamo, um, and just immediately kicks the shit out of Robo Emperor, which, uh, you know, uh, Karen lets out a, a yelp about it being, oh no, Neutra Nurse, which is now we know, okay, she put Neutra Nurse's medal into Robo Emperor. Uh, hmm. um, but this is uh, when uh, uh, Arc Beetle uh, shows up no, because Space Metafighter. Oh, wait, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, we get a weird thing about gender. Oh, we Why? do? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, again, they watch Gundam. They know what they got to do. <laughs> so this bit of gender um, contradicts earlier bits of gender we've gotten from the show. Because um, the reason they're surprised was because uh, they said uh, St. Nurse. Not because, oh, that's who was really in it, but a girl metabot? So... Aki explains metals are genderless, but they become masculine or feminine based on whatever tin pets they are put into. Okay. And as we know, um, 
you can't put boy metabot parts on girl metabots or vice versa. Now they're on there are genderless metabot parts you can put on metabots, but you can't put different genders on metabots. And originally I mean, it, that was because yeah, the metal I mean, was like, gendered. It is called Robo Emperor, not Robo Empress or like Robo Tyrant or something. It's, it's just called Beastmaster in the sub. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yes, the gender-neutral uh, uh, profession of Beastmaster. Well, yeah, you, you got Emperor, Empress, and Beastmaster, because what are men but beasts? But, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but originally, no, like... originally metals were gendered, and now they're not. Now it's the skeletons are gendered. You got, you got, those, uh, you got those gendered skeletons, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that's weird now. So, I, it was always weird, but... but now it's weird in a different... Hmm. But like, sorry, I'm doing masswomanmeme.jpg because like, didn't they just say that the metals were not gendered? Mm-hmm. But so like, what, what, like, what, why, what? So they put Saint Nurse, who's uh, nurses can be boys too. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um, put that in the Robo Emperor, and now Saint Nurse is a dude, I guess, and they're confused. I don't understand it. I don't understand why this needed to be brought up. When clearly their friend just got kicked in the head and the metal ejected. And like, oh, hey, let's talk about gender and metabots real quick for no reason. I am again glad that uh, we are watching the dub and not the sub on this end. (laughs) Uh We've talked about the the gender thing um, because that's a big part of the game. I tried to play some of the games and I got stuck because I got a um, female coded metal and I don't have any female coded parts. I only have male parts and I can't build my third metabot i only have two and i can't progress farther because i got the wrong gender so and, the metals uh, in the game are gender yeah but yeah arc beetle shows up and kicks this dude <laughs> yeah. yeah arc beetle comes up to incinerate gender uh space metafighter x is here to save karen uh and it's good um Joe immediately asks if uh, Space Metafighter X is Hikaru because he recognizes his voice and his arrogance and uh, demands that uh, Space Metafighter X fight him uh, Um, because he's just jonesing for it. So instead of arrogance, he says, I recognize your voice and you're posing. Which means as a wee lad, Hikaru was just posing like mad. I mean, whom among us? Like, (laughs) every day I wake up and I do my little poses. Um, yeah. that you should all know me for. <laughs> we know you love to JoJo. Uh, you simply can't be stopped. <laughs> I can't be stopped. Neither could Space Modifier X, aka okay. yeah. possibly Hikaru. Uh, um, definitely not Henry, though. Uh, or if he is a Henry, he's a different Henry. Uh, this is, yeah, like, uh, basically Space Modifier X refuses to fight him. Uh, uh, he doesn't. He says he doesn't have any reason to fight him, but Joe says he has reason enough for both of them to fight, uh, and demands Space Metafighter X take his mask off to reveal himself. And uh, Space Metafighter Space Metafighter X agrees. Uh, he he agrees to to fight uh, Joe, but he'll do it in the next match in the tournament. Uh, and you know, surprises everybody, throws a smoke bomb down, runs off. Uh, Koji's still depressed, uh, and walks off to uh, uh you know, uh. Karen saying that only Koji can help Koji now, uh, and it seems like everything's going to go down at this, this at these uh, semifinals. 
Yeah, this was the part where my heart broke because I was like, oh no, this guy's going to be Space Metaphor X for the rest of the series and Eric is not going to get a chance. But like, I'm still, I'm holding up hope. The end of these episodes like brought me through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're left in a particular situation at the end of this that I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll be doing good. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we do have uh, one, two, three, four, five. We've got like six episodes left still. So plenty of time for Erika to become Space Metaphor X. We got time for Erika and then Mrs. Tenryu. And maybe a salty episode. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Miss Caviar. Oh, Miss Mimosa. We got uh, we got teased around with Miss Caviar too. We need her to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tuna Head. Oh, Tuna man. Head's now for some reason Space Med Fighter X. Yeah, he, he <laughs> looks good in neoprene. We know that. Yeah, I mean, who amongst us is not Space Med Fighter X? I mean, I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, at the arena, we go into stats again. Uh, we get Wigwamo. They have the, the the USA team is three Wigwamos, and their specialty is all of their racist. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, I may not be the best meta fighter in the world. I, I've accepted that. I'm in my 30s now. It's not going to happen for me. I'm too old. Um, but I do You're know. Not racist enough. <laughs> I do know that good team composition isn't just three of the same dude. Well, if you make that one dude real good, though. Yeah, I played enough Pokemon to know that my gym leader shouldn't have three Geodudes. You need to have a diverse, like, typing. You need four Geodudes. But but what if you made three Geodudes that are all sweepers and all have rollout? That sounds like a good team composition. (laughs) I just What's a funky little dude. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, I understand they just didn't want to have to design two additional metabots per team when they could just make one. They they only knew so much racism and like, all right, yeah. well, we're not going to research this racist stuff. We're just going to do the same racist thing three times. Yeah. Okay, but like, why can't uh, one of them have a gun yeah. or something? <laughs> Uh, this is also when we see that the uh, the arena is surrounded by select core troops uh, who are just kind of waiting for the match to start and end so they can arrest Space Metafighter X. Uh. Which is very polite of this uh, special police that don't really answer to anybody. Well, of course they're going to let the, the fight go through because, you know, their captain is Icky's dad. And Icky, Icky does, or uh, Icky's dad does want to see him, like, get through this fight. You know, yeah, he wants to give him the shots. Taught him how to tie a bow tie, especially. Yeah. Do you think Iggy's dad is here at the stadium? I don't even consider. Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he might be oh, in a like uh, an unmarked like van somewhere doing like the uh, the like coordination. You know, mm-hmm. listening to tapes, watching cameras, that kind of thing. <laughs> I assumed he was watching, but yeah, like the idea that he could be here—that's well, neat. Yeah, he's got to. You know, he's got to be here to make sure that Iggy's wearing his suit properly. Yeah. <laughs> and to retie his bow tie in the case of an emergency. Yeah. Look, I know what happened eight years ago. Yeah. I need to make and sure, also make sure that yeah, uh, yeah, got to make sure that your son also doesn't die because he's on a team with uh, apparently the person that caused the uh, the forgotten row battle and the ten days of darkness <laughs> with the same metabot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this is where the fight starts. Uh, the Wigwamos are all equipped with acid guns, which is really cool. Uh, they shoot just big acid, dissolving everything. Now, imagine if instead of them being what they are, 
One of them was like a snake with an acid attack or something. You know, play into things. Like a rattlesnake. You could even figure out a way to make the snake racist if you want to. (laughs) Fucking... Yeah, like make it look like a totem pole while it's also a snake. Uh, well, then we could have the metabots be a Voltron. Yeah. Mm. Uh, See, you could be racist and creative. Yeah. I would uh, rather you we, not be racist, but you know, if you're going to be. Uh we do get from uh from everybody, I guess from, I think Patra says this, that um uh Joe designed and built uh all three wigwamos and the acid guns and everything. Uh, Which was, so just to double down on that racism, he made an uh, he made a stereotypical caricature of his own people. <laughs> Which was completely added in, in the dub to try to excuse some of it. Yeah, pro- most likely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Koji can't manage to like even issue an order and Smilodon is just kind of stuck in the back while the fight's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, Joe recognizes this and tells his team to focus on uh, Arc Beetle and Metabee because, you know, Similodon's not going to fight, so they don't have to worry about fighting him. Uh, they could just, like, team up. Uh, uh, Metabee's arm. Yeah. Just, just Space Metafighter X being a real dick to Koji, doing exactly what Koji was doing to Spike in the last episode. I've had enough of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Arrest but on the other him. hand, Koji does actually suck. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah, he he did deserve it more than Spike did, but listen, I've still had enough of Space Metafighter X's bullshit here. Yeah, um, especially when uh, two of them gang up on Metabee instead of Arc Beetle, and uh, Metabee gets a really nasty acid shot to both of his arms, and it's just it's going bad. Uh, Icky tells Metabee to get in close, but uh, they just proceed to be super fast and punch and kick Metabee instead. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's bad. And Joe calls out Hikaru for betraying his, uh, his, his teammates as they just continue to torture Metabee with acid and kicking and punching. <laughs> He's getting fucked up. I don't mean to laugh necessarily, <laughs> but it is kind of funny. <laughs> the way they beat up Metabee is they punch and kick him and they're like, wow, you're good at punching and kicking. And they're like, yeah, you know, we built them to be good at punching and kicking. And then they just keep cut, cutting over to Medby, just laying on the ground, as they just keep kicking him in the head. Yeah. Completely completely take out his missile launchers. Like, it's a bad time. Yeah. They're so like, your oh. head cannons suck. This would never happen Whoa. in this media It's just like uh, Tumblr.com. Yeah. Uh, Similodon's, like, begging Koji for orders and asking if he intends to betray his friends. Like, this is awful. It's bad. Unfortunately, Koji is the guy who sucks and has depression. Yeah. Um, but even worse, uh, you know, uh, uh, Medivy's got his hands on the, on the ankles of the, uh, two, uh, uh, wigwamos, and, uh, you know, Space Metafighter X tells Arc Beetle to start lining up that energy siphon and starts giving his whole his whole speech to fire their big laser gun. Uh, and Metavi's right in the line of fire. And uh, it's, you know, he just blows him up, just explodes all three of them. So uh, in the sub, Metavi does not give a speech. He does not tell him to shoot him. Uh, Arc Beetle starts getting ready to shoot. And Metavi grabs both their legs and says, you're coming with me to the depths of hell. Which means, Medibee knows he's not going to heaven. Yeah. Hmm. Which is more concerning, I think, than anything else we've learned today. As Medibee believes he's going to hell for whatever sins he's committed. Well, I mean, isn't the episode that Medibee sort of uh, figures out slash learns that maybe he was the one who burned down the arena eight years ago and sort of maybe thinks this? That's his body, not not his soul. 
<laughs> I mean, does he know this? <sighs> we don't know what the Catholic Church's opinion on uh, sin and the body <laughs> regarding metabots is. <laughs> <laughs> at the Pope about this. Uh, give me, uh, give me a couple days. I know some people to ask. Uh, next podcast, I'll see if I can get back to you about uh, whether or not the body is the center of the soul. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm pretty In sure. That Metabee, yeah, Metabee hasn't been baptized, and I'm pretty sure he's never gone to <laughs> confession or taken the Eucharist. So yes, he probably is actually going to hell. <laughs> is Metabee capable? Are Metabots capable of taking the Eucharist? <laughs> How would they do it? Well, see, you just log on to the right website and you just download a Eucharist. You got to pay a lot of money to do it. <laughs> well, no, it's what you do is you have to pop their you have to pop their back open and you take the coin out and you put the cracker in there. <laughs> <laughs> I will only accept that if there's a crunch and a yum sound that plays every time it happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. The little thing, the little like latch comes down and cracks the cracker, and then you close the the thing, and it's just like you know, mm, delicious. Uh. <laughs> Why should I with some wine to get the crumbs off? No. See, the real metal all along was the Eucharist. <laughs> well, it, it, maybe whenever the people go to mass and they line up and they take the little biscuit. The little biscuit is the is the metal that we all should be taking into our bodies all yeah. along. No, when you yeah, say biscuit. <laughs> Listen, I've never been to fucking church. I don't know what happens. Uh, it depends. Uh, in If you go to a Catholic church, it's a very specific kind of cracker yeah. uh, or that you order. Um, I went to a Methodist church, which means that we got a, we got a big loaf of sweet Hawaiian bread. And um, <laughs> sometimes I would help because my parents are both in, like involved heavily in the church that I grew up in. And so like sometimes my mom would be on um, on bread duty and would go and buy the big loaf of sweet Hawaiian bread. And I would help her uh, tear it up into bite sized pieces to put into little ramekins to be like handed out during communion. Uh, so um, I used to be an altar boy. Uh, it was required uh, growing up. And my job, because uh, I couldn't get through a reading without laughing um, <laughs> or anything. Uh, I They did not want me in front of people. So my job as an altar boy was mostly to uh, opening up the box of uh, Eucharist and pouring it into the bowl and then watering down the wine. So that way you don't get <laughs> too crunk. Um, so that uh, was my yeah, experience. We, we <laughs> was, got Welch's grape juice. Uh. Yeah. So my experience. You mean uh, gurp juice? <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a Methodist church and I got you know a chunk of bread and then they said all right well you can have grape juice or you can spread grape jelly on it it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here going why do I have to drink that nasty wine and eat those crackers I oh man I love some coagulated Christ blood is what I'm gonna <laughs> call uh, grape jelly from now on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, remember when we were talking about metabots? Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, do you think in is... the 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 Catholic the version of Catholicism that exists in the libertarian hellscape of the twenty second century that all the little crackers are hexagonal shaped? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um. Uh, so yeah, who this wins is this one? We, we we find out that uh, uh you know at the last minute uh Similodon came in and saved uh Metabee. um. 
because, uh, you know, Koji finally got his groove back. And this is when uh, Space Metafighter X turns to him and says, one can take bigger risks when one can trust that their teammates will pull through uh, or whatever. Uh, and, yeah, Koji apologizes for forgetting the uh, that battles are decided by the spirit of the Metafighter and not just the power of the Metabot. And that's when uh, Icky tells uh, Team USA that they're brave enough to beat them. Uh, Joe decides this is the point to uh, deploy their secret weapon that they were saving for Victor. Uh, Wigwamo begins to teleport everywhere because apparently uh, Joe has figured out how to uh, weaponize the teleportation technology that Metabots use. Uh, this is yeah, I mean, such... Yeah. <laughs> Joss Whedon, you know, incredibly pioneering and um, <laughs> progress. I can't say anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Acti explains explains that this is such new technology that the Metabots Federation doesn't even have rules for it, uh, even though it's probably cheating. Uh, But yeah, they just can't hit him. He keeps phasing in and out of of existence, is going, moving wherever he wants. Yeah. This is why, uh, well, so Wigwamo is a bad name for a bunch of reasons. Yeah. And the sub Mm -hmm. they called TP, which is also a bad name. But since TP is usually short for teleport, oh. it's it's slightly better. Okay. It's something. I will not give them any points for it, but I will note that they showed their work. Uh, <laughs> you showed your work, but it's still bad. Yeah. Uh, this is when uh, everyone's about to fall over from having the shit kicked out of them when uh, Metabi activates the Metaforce, which uh, Wigwamo completely dodges just by teleporting, uh, which is when uh, Sumilodon gets so fired up that he also activates the Metaforce uh, and goes in to use the Metaforce Shadow Sword technique and is just fast enough to be able to hit Wigwamo before he can teleport. And Japan wins. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, ticker tape everywhere. Uh, Joe tells Space Metafighter X that he didn't lose to him, but uh, uh, a Metabot that did the impossible, um, which Space Metafighter X is like, you should believe that Metabots can do the impossible, blah, 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 now, something, something. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> in the sub, uh, Joe goes, I didn't lose you. I lost to a miracle. And Space <laughs> Metafighter X goes, a miracle that repeats itself is no longer considered such. Also, the real miracle is Jesus, and he hands him a little cracker. <laughs> Take this in remembrance of me, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Metafighter. <laughs> the Metaphors, the Meta Spot of the Metafighter. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> God, uh, this is when the Select Corps comes in to arrest Space Metafighter X, but he throws down a smoke bomb, uh, and leaving only his golden mask behind, and, uh, uh, you know, just cackling. Just like Jesus did. Yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> Jesus did. You know, uh, after the third match, he finally appeared, threw a smoke bomb down. <laughs> it's, it's the mask that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, leaves uh, uttering that uh, uh, everyone will find out the truth about what happened during the uh, Ten Days of Darkness and the Forgotten Row battle, but not today. Uh, that is for the revelations. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, uh, you know, eventually you'll learn the truth, and I need your help. So uh, in the sub, it is like, Joe, now you're a space metafighter X. Which is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, also means that maybe we'll get uh, more of these uh, TPs in the future, which is not great. Oh, great. 
Uh, God, I hope not. I just want Arika to be Space Mighty Fighter X. Uh, give us what we want. Give us what we deserve. Um, huh, that was a pretty good episode, aside from the racism. Uh Thank, thank you for taking us on this journey of meta Eucharist. Uh, <laughs> meta Eucharist. <laughs> I, I do want to just start out at the end of the episode, um, watching uh, Koji come over and like just bodily hug Smilodon. Oh yeah, it was at the end was incredibly endearing, and I, I just you know, I um. As the Lord says, um, I forgive Koji for, I think that's what Christians do. I'm not quite sure. Um, it was good. It was good. I, li- I like the boy again. Yeah. Um, yes. If someone makes you lose a, a meta match, you simply turn the other bot. Smilodon's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. design sucks, but Smilodon's a great meta bot. Yeah. Like, I wish the Melodon had a better voice actor and a different design. Uh, because they, you know, the Koji Similodon like, character arc has been really good. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's funny. We have uh, Metabi, who's a shit. Icky, who's a shit. Koji, who's a shit. And Similodon, who's the straight man. <laughs> it's just a weird, weird rival group here. Hmm. Oh, man. Uh, it's. Uh, I would say it's going to be weird when, like, you know, Rentaro becomes the main character and, and Tamashi, but, you know, come to think of it, Mitch, why do we think that's true? Is that even true? Are we sure that's what happens? No, I, I literally think uh, Rentaro gets gets bored and uh, gets into fighting tops instead and goes on to Beyblade. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I've seen some things from Damashi. I'm real excited. Well... I'm going to be watching Metabots Damashi. You're not. You're going to be watching <laughs> oh, Metabots Oh yeah, I'm watching three. the third season of Metabots on Jetix. <laughs> We're going to be watching two different shows. Wow, for the first time. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, Sarah, when you're not uh, down at the cathedral uh, making confession, uh, taking the body of our Lord <laughs> Metabi uh, inside of you for redemption... Uh, what are you up to? Uh, I'm, you know, what I'm up to is doing duck costumes because they call me Sarah Mook Costumes. And you can find me at Sarah Mook Costumes. There are a hit MCC costumes everywhere on the internet. And you can kind of see what I'm at. I do several other podcasts, including Pot of Greedy, Yu Gi Oh! podcast, Never Believe It, Not a Naruto podcast, and Kavoth Killer Chronicles, a podcast that hates Name of the Wind, the book, and Patrick Rothfuss and everything he stands for. Uh, so you can go and, yeah, I know Lexus up, find them. Um, and that's it. I probably won't be posting very much for the next uh, four months as I become employed by Netflix. Just thinking about starting that next week shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, the singular um, Netflix? Not even yeah, the good one? one. <laughs> yeah, the, the one flick that's good. That's the one that I'm going to be working on. Uh, I I am definitely going to be raising my uh, uh, my arms up to give you uh, energy going into this endeavor. Uh, it sounds like it's going to suck, but at least the money's good. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I yeah. like I, honestly, literally no idea. I start <laughs> well. next week. No one's contacted me about what to do, when to come in. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Mitch, uh, if somebody wanted to arrange to, um, uh, uh, you know, become a member of the church and, uh, go through whatever it is that Catholics do that I forgot the name of, uh, no, the church of Naruto is the other show. 
Ha! <laughs> oh no, that's uh, the uh, Church, Church of Nard is clearly a um, uh, a Protestant uh, uh, function. We're Catholic, Mitch. Please, <laughs> Metabots are Catholic now. Uh, where Metabots. can they find you on the internet? <laughs> um, they really shouldn't, but if they have to, uh, Big Bad Beetle Boy on Twitter is going to be the best place. It's pretty much the only place I uh, yell at every day. Um, what about you, Colin? What have you been up to? Uh, you can find me at P-A-D-G-T-T-I-S-H. That's Pagetish on Twitter. I am still very bad at remembering to use my public account now. Uh, you can uh, request to follow my private account at Pagetesque. That's P A D G E T T. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's fucking, you'll find it. It's good. It's whatever. Uh, it's the like the code you have to hack to find you. Yeah. If um, you need to find it, go to our Meta Watch Twitter and just go to the the following. <laughs> and you're one of the three. Yeah. Uh, although, no, I think I, I have that pointing at Pagetish, I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, who knows? Who knows if they'll change that? Uh, but yeah, um, I've also got Commonwealth Climate Talks. Go check that out. I should have another. I might have another episode out by the time this episode comes out. Who knows? Um, yeah. Oh man, like uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, Take save, me to church. Yeah, save five Hail Marys. <laughs> save <laughs> save five Hail Nutra nurses. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying Bazinga. Oh, 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 oh,